Good morning. <laughs> it's been a joy and a privilege to be here this weekend. And um, we started out on Friday night by talking about, um, I don't actually know what to call it, uh, other than just kind of a, an overview and an introduction to this subject of prayer. And then we looked at the revival praying in Ezra and Nehemiah. And then on Saturday, uh, we looked at prayers of a growing church in the, books of, in the book of Acts. And then we looked at the prayer of a barren bride, Hannah's prayer. And that leads us to um, what I think is a vitally important subject for today. If you're only getting message number five, this might seem, seem a bit unusual. Um, but but um, boy, in my travels and in my talks with Christians around North America and beyond, um, this is a vitally important subject. And that would be biblical reasons why the Lord does not answer prayers at times. The scripture identifies this as a real subject, and, and I want to just walk through six points this morning of biblical reasons why the Lord does not answer prayers. Now, let's ask the Lord for his help one more time, and we'll jump in. Father, we just want to lay this time at your feet. Apart from you, we can do nothing. Very frankly, Lord, uh, without you moving and helping, this does not go well this morning, and you love the people in this room. And so we pray, Father, for the glory of your Son's name and for the eternal blessing of those that have gathered themselves here this morning, that this would go well. We pray, Father, that the Spirit of God would have free reign in this room to take the Word of God and exalt Jesus Christ in our midst. We pray that he would have free reign to take the Word of God and drive it home in the lives that are here. Father, please help us to understand your mind. We pray that you would build up your people, love your people, comfort your people, teach your people, perhaps, Lord, rebuke your people this morning. You're, you are loving enough to give us exactly what we need today. So we lay this time at your feet, and we pray that whatever you know this needs to be, that you would, that you would bring that about. In the name and for the honor, glory, and pleasure of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So the word of the Lord says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. And then it's not enough to say it once. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Do you believe that? Perhaps a far more important question um, than do you believe that is, is that true? The elders are hoping that I say yes, right? Um, yes, it's true. But that's not the only verse in the, in the word of God about prayer, right? If we're going to understand any subject in the word of God, including, very much including, such a deep uh, I don't know if difficult is the right word, but a deep subject, like this subject of prayer, where we have to look at God's mind on the subject from every different angle. And so you read, ask. In the Greek, that's keep asking. Keep asking, and it will be given to you. Keep seeking, and you will find. Keep knocking, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. 
Okay, now I'm not making up any of these things. What about the woman back home that in the privacy of her study says, Lord, I do not want my daughter to die of cancer. Would you please heal my daughter? And then her daughter goes into eternity. What about the other woman back home that prayed with her husband, uh, Lord, we do not want our business to fail. We want to honor you with the fruits of our business. Would you please save our business? And then they go bankrupt and her husband dies in the same week. What about that? Now, I'm not casting any doubt on the word of God whatsoever. And if you think, if you think that, then I'm not being clear. These verses are absolutely true. And I'll just say this one more time. But it's, that is not the complete total revelation of God when it comes to the subject of prayer. There are biblically stated reasons why this God does not answer people's prayers at times. I ran into a, a dear sister in Christ this was probably five, six weeks ago. And she looked at me and she said, well, prayer doesn't change anything anyways. Why does she believe that? People, they, they get hung up on prayer because once upon a time in their life, they prayed and they asked for something that meant the world to them. And from their perspective, from their feeble mind, we all have feeble minds, it didn't work. That's their perspective. And so they stop praying. They give up. Well, let's, let's jump in. Um, what does the Word of God say about reasons why the Lord does not answer prayer at times? Go to Psalm chapter 66. Psalm chapter 66. This would be point number one in my outline. Psalm chapter 66 and verse number 18. Psalm 66, 18 says this. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. So point number one in, in my outline is just simply this, sin. Sin always separates, always, biblically. It always separates. In the day that you eat of it, you shall die, right? Death in the scripture is separation. In the day that Adam and Eve ate of that forbidden fruit, did they die? No. They did. They did. They were separated from a holy God, and the process of physical death was instantly brought into a perfect creation. Death is separation. Sin always separates. It's true both positionally and it's true practically. I have a legal relationship with my wife. Praise the Lord. I'm very happy about this. Uh, we've been married for 17 years. I have a piece of paper that says that we're married to each other. I have a ring that says that we're married to each other. We have two children. Right? I have a legal relationship with my wife. But if I go home and sin against my wife, that would cause separation, right? In the fellowship, in the enjoyment, in the intimacy. 
If you persist in that, it can even cause separation in terms of you don't live in the same place anymore. That happens all too, all too frequently. So sin always brings separation. And the Lord very simply says, if I regard iniquity, it says in the Lord's word, excuse me, if I regard iniquity in my heart, and then it says of the Lord, the Lord will not hear. Okay, that's not the only verse, same point, but go to Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs chapter 28. And verse number nine. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 9 says this. One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. So again, this is under the same point in my outline, this general subject of sin, but it adds a little bit of detail that's helpful. If you turn your ear away from the Lord... It makes me think of Jeremiah. I rose up early calling out to you, but you would not hear. I cried out to you, but you would not listen. The Lord is constantly crying out to his people. And if someone turns his ear away from hearing God's standard of righteousness, then it says of them, even his prayer shall be an abomination. You know, if I was just going to put that into my own simple words, I would say, a person comes to the Lord and prays, but the Lord knows this is the condition of their heart, their mind, their life, that they have turned their ear and are turning their ear away from hearing his law. Then his response is very frankly, oh, you like it when people listen, do you? I like it when people listen too. It's, it's actually a form of discipline in a sense. Uh, when you come to the place where you're humble and willing to listen to him, then he would make himself instantaneously willing to listen to you again. Now again, this is not the only verse. Uh, go to Jeremiah chapter 11. I really like this one. Jeremiah chapter 11. And verse number 10, Jeremiah chapter 11 and verse number 10. They have turned their back, excuse me, they have turned back to the iniquities of their forefathers who refused to hear. I have a box around those three words in my Bible. They refused to hear my words and they have gone after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant, which I made with their fathers. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will surely bring calamity on them, which they will not be able to escape. And though they cry out to me, I have a box around these words as well, I will not listen to them. So if you, if you want to do what I did, then you have two boxes in those two verses. They refuse to hear. God says, I will not listen. And so again, he, he very frankly says, oh, you like it when people hear. Return to the place where you're willing